It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVersUnited.com. My name is Haima Black, this week talking to Knowledge and Double O from Kids in the Hall about the group's new mixtape, Semester Abroad, which drops today, May 12th. I'll be checking in with Double O later in the podcast, but first, Knowledge, how's it going? Chilling. Thank you for calling in tonight, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, man, I just touched down in Chicago. We, we've been in uh, Canada. We, we did a five-week tour in Canada. I spent some time in New York, like a week in New York. We just did a, a show with J. Cole in Atlantic City at this casino at Harris. So now I'm just finally getting in, and that's why the tape is coming out semester abroad, because you know, that's kind of just going back to the whole school theme. I think everybody knows we went to school and whatnot, so we figured it was, it was perfect theme since we met, recorded most of the music while we were away. I do think people know that theme from Kids in the Hall, and I want to talk about the mixtape. But first, how was the tour? You know, you Like you said, you have been out on the road for about five weeks now. Man, Canada is crazy, like... We had never really been beyond like Vancouver and uh, Toronto, but we did the equivalent of like a national tour there. So I, we got to see all the in-between in places. I mean, even beyond just Montreal, Winnipeg, and places like that, we did even smaller places like Nanaimo, which is uh, you actually have to take a ferry. Like with the tour bus, had to get on a ferry <laughs> just to go. We did Red Deer, which is like. The equivalent of like I guess doing like Des Moines, Iowa, but just imagine like Des Moines, Iowa in French, you know what I'm saying? So we did a lot of places and we saw a lot of different cultures. But the the one main thread through it all was that their love for hip hop was strong. And I guess it's because we're so spoiled here. We're so used to everybody making hip hop music, rap music and whatever and whatnot. That we we get desensitized to what real hip-hop really is and, and what has contributed to to music. They're just really appreciative when you come there and you really rock out and you get a proper energy. It's not about just having a song on the radio. It's not just about having a cool video. Like, they really care about the live show. And if you give them that energy, they give it to you tenfold back. I was going to say, I bet being in a market like that where they don't have regular concerts coming in, the crowd is probably a lot hungrier for it. Yeah, and there's people waiting. There's people who've been waiting for back there even in like toronto which is probably the most americanized city that they have we had fans that just have have been waiting since rock the bells like we've been waiting for y'all to come back in montreal we had fans vancouver we had a ton of fans it was sold out showing in, in edmonton as well it was it was a, an eye-opening experience how has 2011 been overall for kids in the hall kind of up to this point it's all been a transition 2010 was a transition and we put out the land of make believe and it didn't do really what we wanted it to do sales-wise, but ironically, what we wanted it to do, like, as far as that, that, that people downloaded it, it, we licensed a lot of music off of that album. It's crazy. It's just the, the way music reaches people has changed drastically. So Yeah, I feel like getting your music licensed in some ways is almost... I don't want to say a bigger accomplishment, but it's as notable in a different way of an accomplishment as selling like a platinum record or something. If you land the right networking or licensing deal, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment these days. Yeah, we've been blessed enough to, we licensed the entire album to VH1. And so we've been getting a lot of, a lot of people have been 
uh, seeing that our music has been being interspersed with different shows that they have on, whether it be Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives, this new show they have called Saddle Ranch. We've even had placements on Jersey Shore. Um, it's kind of giving the album new life. And then even just when we do shows, and sometimes we don't do records from the, the last album, people are like, why don't you do that? Or why don't you do a video for this song? And we're like, man, you realize the label, the sales? And they were like, nah, you get one video and that's it. So <laughs> we had to spend money and shoot a video for Fresh Academy. And uh, we're, we're spending money and shooting videos still. But it's like people don't get it that, you know, when you download stuff for free, the labels don't, they don't get it. So when you look at the, the landscape of how music is going, it's just ironic. Because if you go to the blogs, our material that might be getting sold is put up against somebody like, say, not to use their name, but just somebody like Tactic, who's on a major label, but has put out free music, like three basically three albums for free if right. you know and it's just like and they put out quality music and then we do the same thing but then we ask the people to buy it and then they're like hey well i'm just gonna rip it from the same site that i ripped these other guys that we like and it's good that the people do have the music but it's not good in the sense that the label the label don't, doesn't like when the numbers come back and we're like no but the people love the music <laughs> you know yeah and it seems like music is it needs to be reevaluated how success is measured in terms of your music. You know, even if it doesn't hit, you know, sales, you know, you need to look at how many people are coming out to the shows and all those kind of things and, and how many people are hitting your Twitter and your YouTube. And those are all valuable stats that need to be recognized. Yeah, man. So we, I mean, we've been in a stage of also in, in 2010, we decided to kind of recreate our sound. We also switched management. There's a lot of different things that went on in 2010 that just marked the shift. So it's like 2011 is kind of the rebirth. So that's kind of where we're at. I know that this year, over the last few months, uh, Kids in the Hall have been releasing a series of you know new tracks, new videos, and it's all kind of been under this umbrella called Brain Candy. You know, and that has led to the new mixtape Semester Abroad, which which is out today. So congratulations on that, first and foremost. Yes, man. Yes, man. Semester Abroad, that incorporates material from Brain Candy. So let's kind of talk about that for a second. And that was MP3s and videos you guys are posting over the last few months. How did that project kind of get started where you guys were like, we're going to kind of do this long-term thing that's bit by bit instead of all at once? Well, the thing is, we've been sitting on so much material. What a lot of people didn't get was, okay, we made the In Crowd in 2008, and then we just, we recorded a lot of material while we were trying to do Land of Make-Believe. And to be honest, Land of Make-Believe was done in 2009, even though it was released in 2010. So there's just so much material that we let fall by the wayside. And so we were like, well, in between projects, even me doing solo mixtapes, I put out like three solo mixtapes in this time. And Double O put out an instrumental mixtape and a, an experimental kind of electronic mixtape. So it was just like, we just have so much creative juices flowing that it was just like, well, let's just show people where we are now and do a, a, a collect, take it into our own hands and kind of go back to what we kind of started with, which was reaching out to the blogs and reaching out to the internet and, and giving people the music that they, they knew and loved from us and kind of just, you know, really like getting our hands dirty again, like really just, just putting 
getting ourselves back into that blog world and, and just allowing the people to say they love the records or say they hate the records. But we took our same formula that we always take and we, we stopped being so serious about it, like saying, oh, we have an album and we have to prepare the album. It was just kind of like, man, cool people came to the studio, cool beats flowed through the speakers. And so we just made cool songs and released them, and we just want to see how people felt them because we felt them. So we were like, man, let's just show people the direction we're moving. You know, we've been getting really good response from it. So in that whole process, we were like, well, week by week we're giving out these songs, but if we, we try to give a definitive collection and just kind of put it out as a mixtape, add a few freestyles, add a few songs to what we've already leaked, it kind of helps simplify things for people in this ADD society that just being able to download one playlist of everything new the kids in the hall has been doing. Yeah, one cohesive release. And, you know, you do kind of have to make it really simple because people do need to be able to understand exactly what they're getting Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, just in case they miss something, now they got it all in one place. And then it, it also builds much more anticipation around the group, you know. Now, what was the response like from, from the blogs themselves and from the people who were downloading and checking out the Brain Candy material? I mean, I think for some reason, like, just even me being on Twitter and Facebook, like, I think we're one of those groups that gets put in a list of people that fans of new school hip-hop enjoy. But at the same time, I think us putting that album out and kind of not touring right after the album came out and also not putting out more than one video and being on television or having the same kind of presence with the in crowd. I think some people forgot that we, not forgot we existed, but just forgot that they liked our music. You know, I look on Twitter and I'll see people say, hey, like, Kizan Hall came on my iTunes. What are they up to? And it's just like, man, that's crazy. Like, we've been doing shows and, and spot dates and we've been doing, like, little short runs here and there and we've been putting out music, but it just, it was like, we really had to take matters into and release some music and, and remind people of what we do and why they like us and also show them where we're headed. And so I think it surprised people that we have ties to people like Currency and Abby Bonet and Smoke Dizza and, you know, some of the people that we have on the, on, the, on the project, I think people didn't expect or even know that we knew them or they knew us or that we're all... So I think it helped uh, you bring know, our presence back, you know, for us to make quality music and also be included with all of that stuff. It's so funny you mentioned, I mean, not funny, but like I have done a handful of interviews this month and this is probably the third or fourth time that I've talked to an artist and they've talked about how it's kind of frustrating that, you know, you spend all this time putting together a video or an album or a mixtape or an EP or something and you put it out and two weeks later people are like, hey, whatever happened to Kids in the Hall? And they're like, we just put something out, you know, and people, it, it is like you do have to keep putting things out in front of them. People backtrack once they get something. It's just like, you know, you just want to, even if something gets lost in the process of uh, the information highway, it's like, that's what helps with tweeting, Facebook, all of that stuff is just, I realize being an independent artist and us being one-to-one with the fans, it's easy. It's just like, it's like we have to get back in the trenches and, and, say, and not say that we're above really, really, really just making the stuff happen, you know, and like getting the music out there and really getting people to really getting people to just like take notice again, because I think it's all a momentum thing and it's all an energy thing. Well, I feel like the Brain Candy series did create some momentum uh, over the last couple of weeks and last couple of months where there was a steady stream of, you know, MP3s and videos. And now Semester Abroad is the new mixtape that's out today. It's 11 tracks. You know, it is the material from Brain Candy, but it's a lot more, correct? I mean, there's stuff that was yeah, not released. Yeah, there's freestyles. There's like a couple new records that we just did like over the weekend, this past weekend, that we just decided to add to the joint. 
And, you know, it, it's seamless. It, it plays like an album. There's a couple of freestyles on there, but it, it plays like an album. And it's just a precursor. We got a lot of music on deck and a lot of things kind of waiting, waiting to be released. Like, we have an EP that's already finished that should be coming out um, in September. Shot, like, two or three videos as well. It's a lot of little things that we're working on. We're actually working on a reality show. So it's, it's a really? lot of things that are going to happen with Kids in the Hall for this year. And, and I would just expect to see a lot more of us, especially in the summer and, and coming into the fall. And we're going back out on in the fall, so it should be cool. Well, knowledge, man. Best of luck with everything that Kids in the Hall have happening right now and from here on out. All right, bro, man. Appreciate it. Thanks to Knowledge for calling in to CVU tonight. Now on the line, Kids in the Hall producer Double O. How you doing? Good, good. 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 What was the production side like for Semester Abroad? Because I know that you're kind of the resident beat maker and you're behind the board for a lot of the Kids in the Hall productions. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely the song guy. I mean, you know, Knowledge likes to say his favorite three words, I just rap. So at the end of the day, everything is always kind of based on me at the beginning and at the end of really making these things records. It's funny, most of this project's been done since the beginning of the year, um, save for like one record. When we first kind of decided that we were going to do a mixtape back in January, there was a little bit of, I mean, I don't want to disrespect my own project, but it was a little bit of a monotony with the records. I kind of got in a vibe back in December where I made a bunch of records that were all between like 80 and 90 BPMs and everything was very, very hip hop, but very much not a typical Kids in the Hall record. I mean, I like to throw in a lot of jab with Kids in the Hall records where it may go from, you know, a certain pace to all of a sudden jump up and and take you to a different kind of energy level. So this one just felt like a a very vibey record. And that was kind of when we made the decision that instead of just throwing it all out there as one mixtape, let's first release the best records we feel one by one so that there's a familiarity with each record so that once you get to the semester abroad tape with the extra freestyles and with the new record moments, that it, it isn't like, it doesn't get boring because you know part of the records already. You know enough of it that you still feel and are definitely into it. And I think that was an important thing for us because this is really the first record we've done that's kind of been on a, a vibe more than a, uh, you know, kind of a certain energy level. I mean, I think most people that know us and know our show know us for being on 10 all the time. And so I think that uh, this is the first record we kind of stepped away from that a little bit. It was just literally, you know, knowledge fell into a vibe in the studio. I fell into a vibe kind of at home creating a certain type of sound. And it was just one of those things that was very easy to do. And once we did it, we we're like, okay, let's put this out. But Let's put it out this way. And one of the things I talked about with Knowledge is how there was the Brain Candy set of releases that dropped incrementally, and now there's Semester Abroad that's, you know, everything in one package, which I think makes it a lot easier for people. No, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things you know, you know, there are going to be people that are going to catch like two weeks of it, and then they're going to miss one or two weeks, and then they're going to pick up on one, and maybe they'll pick up on the last one. And so, you know, you have to definitely make a little bit of a big deal of the project at the end so that you can get everybody to really get involved in everything going on. I mean, and this was kind of one of those records that really was for the core fan base for us, save for my crazy record at the end, which is off of my Spirit Animal EP that I put out, which is the On Me record, which is the more dubstep record that has nothing to do with anything, but I felt like it needed to be on this. <laughs> no, um, I understand. Is that the Today Was a Good Day freestyle? No, the one right oh. after that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it was just one of those things where um, the whole thing with this record was, you know, we don't get a lot of opportunities, unfortunately, anymore because of just 
our exposure level to do, you know, a sample heavy record without, you know, possibly getting in trouble. You know, we can't put that out for sale. iTunes won't take it because they know that, you know, we sold enough. It's not like we're out there selling millions of records, but we sold enough that it will make an impact with these sample clearance lawyers that are ready to always shut things down. So these are the opportunities that we get to kind of uh, feed that core fan base that still loves the sample heavy version, you know, the sample heavy kids in the hall stuff, you know, the stuff that's just drums, sample, and knowledge rapping on it. And so this was kind of our opportunity to do that and do it in a, a kind of cooler and more interesting way. And then the videos with the Brain Candy series kind of just came along with it because I've been shooting on my camera for a while and I just decided that it was something that, that needed to be a part of it that made it a little more interesting than just doing a weekly series. It was like, let's do something that has a little bit more substance. So Yeah, and you know, one of the things I think is interesting is that Kids in the Hall as a group have, you've done full-length records, you've released, you know, one song or one video at a time, and, and you've released mixtapes. So, you know, for you and Knowledge, or you personally, do you guys have a preference separately or as a group? I mean, or... I love the album. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that, and that might just be because I'm the mad scientist when it comes to kids in the hall and just when it comes to things in general. Like, I love the idea of finding 12, 13 songs that make sense together or 12, 13 beats with 12, you know, verses that can come together and make a cohesive project. I mean, really putting that together and really going through that process is still the the most fun for me. I mean, a lot of what our mixtapes are are ideas, sketches, things that we think are good enough to put out, but they're they're not necessarily the effort that I I put into really making albums as cohesive and as um, sonically in tune as I think they can be. So I always find more more fun in, in really doing that. And kind of having the, the kind of continuity and consistency throughout the whole thing, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, the thing for us is like, uh, I mean, a lot of the albums start with me. You know, everything starts with the sound of whatever it's going to be. So a lot of times it may be three or four records I may make in a day or one record that I may make that stands out from everything else and it's just one of those things where we find those three core records that make sense the ones that knowledge is executed well and the ones that kind of craft a certain sound and then from there we build this entire album out and uh you know, that's always kind of the more fun, interesting thing. You know, with our mixtapes, it's kind of easy. We make so many records. Like, literally, knowledge may sit on a beat and it may not work for an album or it may not work for for anything that we're doing at the time. But then he may go in the studio, you know, two months later and record and be like, hey, I just did 10 records or I just did five records over these two days. There may be three or four of those that are really great that may not fit anywhere. So it's like that goes on a mixtape or this freestyle goes on a mixtape. You know, knowledge is a prolific MC. There's not too many people that I've seen that can literally write as much as him and can really just have the output that he does lyrically. And so we're sitting on, you know, right now, most of the Brain Candy stuff, most of the new EP, and even the album after that, we're sitting on right now. You know, and people have only heard seven Brain Candy records. It's one of those things where it's like, we usually just make so many records. That's one of the things Knowledge was talking about, is just how much material you guys have and how people don't really have kind of a grasp on just how much Kids in the Hall music there really is right now. There was a, a conscious effort after the last album to really start, you know, working on certain records that we feel would kind of move us into a certain space. I mean, the, you know, the reality is whether people want to admit it or not, we are are the forefathers, we are the beginning, we are really what created the schoolboy rap, you know, ideal. 
Right. And then kind of Asher Roth came in and solidified it in a different way because he took it a little bit more from the frat boy, you know, fun standpoint. But between the two of us, we're really the people that kind of brought that to a level where whether we took the hits and then now everybody else can be cool and do it, you know, we were definitely at the forefront of like, hey, you can be in college, you can graduate from college, and you can still do this rap thing. And so the problem is now there are a million different variations of us, of any of these people that are out that we've been associated with, whether it be the hipster thing, whether it be any of this stuff. And so it's at this point where we were just really... And, and I know I get frustrated with it, but definitely there's a frustration about always being associated with certain people, always being compared to certain rappers and all of this. So I was like, let's create a project that we essentially can create our own lane because that's the one thing that we work enough and we have enough chemistry together from 11 years. Let's talk about the reality show, because I know that that's something you guys have coming up, too, and that's something that Knowledge briefly touched on, but there's an MTV reality show as well. Essentially, it was an idea. It was a Knowledge idea, actually, that we uh, we came up with that um, it was just always this thing kind of that we felt that there wasn't a, wasn't a connection with people knowing who we really are. You know, there's an idea that, unfortunately, if you're a person of color and you go to college that you're this nerd, corny person who sat inside all day while everybody else was outside kind of having fun to focus and make it to a certain point. So we basically got to the point where we were just like, let's just film it and let's let them know how we really kind of operate. And so, uh, you know, that was really the idea. And knowledge was like, yo, let's just go somewhere and let's shoot us, you know, for a week and, and figure it out. And so that's really kind of how we came together. And then we decided on L.A. because that was one of those things where that was actually where the group was formed. You know, I had been living in L.A. for about three years at the time. Knowledge had just graduated and he decided to come to L.A. to really kind of pursue music seriously. So we basically were like, uh, you know, let's go back to the roots because that was where the original energy kind of came from. And so that was where we decided to, to do this whole thing. And so we just went out there during All-Star Weekend and, and finished up the album and, and just filmed it all. And, and MTV's going to air that? Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be MTV.com thing. I mean, we oh, okay. shot it as a .com. We shot it always being like, this is going to be something for the Internet. This is going to be something that... Uh, this is going to be something that we use it for, you know, for something online. And so we shot it that way. It was always going to be, you know, six, seven minute episodes. So it's one of those things that MTV.com is going to be putting out once a, uh, once a month. But I mean, once a week, sorry, they're going to have some on television promo for it. So it should be pretty dope. Well, dude, that's there's awesome. Not much, there's not as much drama as we need to be, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I wish it was. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, damn, we should have just fought somebody for no reason. Yeah, you need but, Snooki on there. But you know, then how to be exactly. Well, double O, like I told Knowledge, I'm a big supporter of Kids in the Hall. I dig what you guys are doing. And really, I wish you best of luck with Semester Abroad and everything you have you know, happening from here on out, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. And thank you for giving me the time to talk. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Knowledge and Double O of Kids in the Hall for being on the show this week. Check out the group's new mixtape, Semester Abroad, available online now. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoversunited.com, including interviews with Rocky Fresh, Hollywood Holt, BBU, The Hood Internet, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network online at Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud.com slash Dynasty Podcasts and DynastyPodcast.tumblr and Bandcamp.com. 
for the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.